Hello everyone and welcome to week 29 of Digital Digital Get Down. Hey. We are drinking some sort of South African wine tonight. Mm-hmm. That's 79% one thing I can't pronounce and 21% something else I can't pronounce. Do you want to try to do a South African accent since you were shit-talking them the other day? I'm not shit-talking them. And that's an interesting word choice. Yeah, you see what I did? Uh, I just think they have a very strange accent that I Mm. could never attempt to do. Okay, good. Um, So we just had a raging Friday night. Yeah. Finished watching, watching Aristocats, the Disney movie. Started watching it and Well, we watched. We just finished (laughs) watching it. We didn't save it over three days. just five minutes a day. My first viewing ever Mm -hmm. of the Aristocats. What did you think? Wow. You're making a face. It got dark very quickly, more than I expected. It escalates pretty quickly. It was like, oh, singing, dancing, painting cats. Oh, we're going to murder them all. Yeah. I'm going to murder you for money. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. I hope you weren't listening to this on your ear... Uh, headphones earphones what am I an old person Uh, headphones um so uh, yeah it was an epic tale of society and class mm -hmm. and jazz music Mm -hmm. swing I believe yeah and you were shocked that it was released in like 1970 yeah I don't know I always pictured it as like in like the vein of Lion King and all those well before it's a classic you can tell by the race the Siamese cat. Oh, is that the point when it <laughs> yes. goes all Asian all of a sudden? Yes, okay. Siamese. Got it. Yes. And a lot of voice actor carryover mm. between... Because the movie before mm. it was, what did I say, Jungle Book? Jungle Book. And the movie after it was Robin Hood. Yeah. And they have all the same voice actors. Yeah. And Winnie the Pooh so voice actors them as well. For contract. For sure. Um... My other news this week, I suppose, we're not no. news, we're not into news no. yet. My other update for this week mm-hmm. is that I finished that giant doorstop of a book, yeah. The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Yep. Um, I liked it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my favorite book of all time. I don't think it changed my life, but it was definitely a really compelling story that I like kept thinking about and I keep wanting to read more mm-hmm. of it. But the beginning of it literally read like a parody of itself. Uh, like it okay. was so cliche. Like it it literally, I think I mentioned last week, it almost seemed like Discworld was making fun of this book specifically. Right. Because that's how like just cliche and tropey the first couple chapters were. It's like they're mm-hmm. in a tavern. Right. And there's like the townspeople and then there's like the mysterious main character. Mm-hmm. And it's just very cliche. But... It ends up getting really good. It's just very... I found it very draggy in the middle. It's literally like 700 pages. The reason I picked to read it... Yeah, almost 700. The reason I picked to read it was because it would fulfill my first or second achievement on book digits for uh, this year. So I got to gold. You're too competitive. And that I am. Um, so... So yeah, you gave it a B. Average grade on book digits is an A- minus right now. You're bringing it down. I know. It seems like... I was looking at the other reviews and it's a very love-hate. It's almost all A's and A-pluses or like D's mm-hmm. and F's. I think mine might be the only like B. And so this author is like a... Like a Game of Thrones style where he writes a book every like decade pretty much. I guess so, but there's 700 pages long, so... Yeah. Um, so that one came out in... What did it say? 2007. And then the next one came out in 2011, I think, so... 
I don't know when the next, right. when the yeah. final one is it a trilogy? He's late. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But um, I enjoyed it overall. Mm-hmm. Well, I finished a book this week, but I'll save it for a future podcast. Well, this, hmm. uh, yeah, it's a book that I recommended you to read highly, and you hated it. I gave it a C minus. It wasn't a very good book. And the book that we're going to talk about today mm -hmm. is a book that terrific book I recommended to you also, but I hated it and you loved it. Yeah, which I had a little bit of a feeling was going to happen. Hmm. Um, but before we get that, we're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves. Should we do our newses? Good news, bad news. I have no good news this week. You have no good news? Last week I had no bad news. This week I have no good news. Okay. I have plenty of weird or man news. You but don't no really follow the rules news. of the segment. No. I'm a trailblazer. You want to hear the closest thing to good news I have? I'll just read you the headline. Is it bad news get for some reaction. other people that would... No, I have some of those. But this one... Headline, Dippin' Dots is going to launch a cryogenics company. Would you trust Dippin' Dots ice cream to freeze your body to hopefully wake it up in a few centuries? Is it like a separate facility than their actual ice cream? Like, are you, is, are you just in a cart? <laughs> I believe... Like, are you just going to be in Canopy Lake? Like, you can pick your location and you're just in the cart? Oh, God, that's a local reference for people who don't know. Um, Six Flags would be more generic. Sorry. So, yeah, they are... They, yes, you'll be in a cart? They received a lot of inquiries, it says, about how else they could harness their flash-freezing technology. And they went from ice cream to... To bodies. To bodies. They didn't start with, like, eggs or sperm or nope. something like that. Just went straight to full bodies. Yep, and they will use their patented stainless steel machinery. The same machinery. Yeah. So, um, not that I ever have eaten their ice cream in like 10 years, but I will not be eating it from now on if they're using the same machinery to yeah. freeze dead bodies. Oh, and then at the end it says, well, they're going to start by just trying to freeze cultures of cheese and then move on to humans, maybe. So, baby steps. Okay. That's good news? <sighs> That's definitely weird news. I wanted to get a good reaction. What do you have? Um... Mine are a little bit deep this week. Okay. My good news is that um, our first podcast made a difference. Our very first episode, you mean? Yes. Okay. Emma Watson mm. came out with a very long Big statement. Big fan of the show. <laughs> a very long statement about how she now acknowledges that she is a white feminist and she's doing her best to be more intersectional. Yeah, your first, your first, my first rant. rant. My yeah. first rant was about how... As much as I want to, wanted to like what Emma Watson was doing with Beauty and the Beast and, mm -hmm. and everything, I was very frustrated with her seemingly short-sighted feminism or inability to see her privilege. Yeah. And she's come out with a, a long statement basically saying, yes, I was upset before when people called me a white feminist because I didn't understand and I took offense to it and I shouldn't have. I should have just been trying to learn what that meant and trying to like improve myself. So now she has taken the first step, at the very least, of admitting that she knows she is a white feminist and she knows that her feminism isn't as inclusive as it should be. Mm -hmm. And she's taking steps to fix it. And we made a difference. You feel validated. <laughs> yeah. All I can say is, time's up. Are you Did just going to keep right? throwing that? This was more in context. Okay. This morning when you just threw it out there, the car was not... I just feel pressure to... 
voice my support. Because not a single male at the Golden Globe said anything about it? Well, the only negative thing I have to say is that please do not hitch your wagon to Jessica Chastain. Because I thought she was a fantastic actress for years and years and years. And she's been and fairly now, outspoken about feminist yeah, stuff and And now stuff I've and seen her on a few talk shows, and good lord, she is insufferable. She's just as annoying as I am, except she's famous and prettier than me, so she should be less annoying. Yeah. Yeah. No excuses. Mm. That's when you say, she's not prettier than you. You missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can edit it out. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> so you have some other deep good news. Things... No, two deep bad news. Oh, okay. Um, do you want me to do them? Sure. So, speaking of Time's Up or Me Too or yeah. whatever part of that campaign you want to reference, the latest thing I saw earlier today yeah. was another dude, a white dude specifically, mm -hmm. who needs to keep his mouth shut about this. And this I know... when you were just on the couch and you went, oh, Liam Neeson! Yes. And I thought he was either dead or had raped someone. Yes. Not, not that bad, but yeah. I know it's going to sound contradictory that I was just saying... Why won't men speak up about this? And now I'm saying, why will they not shut up? Yeah. But he's come out basically in defense of Kevin Spacey and other uh, other males in Hollywood. It's quite a ledge to um, put yourself on. Yes, that's quite a hill to die on, as they say. Mm. Um, so basically saying that it's become a witch hunt and defending some of these men. It's everyone's favorite word. Yeah. Um, so, and it's also kind of ironic when people use witch hunt... Um, about men being prosecuted. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's, do they not yeah. see the irony mm. there? Yeah. Yeah. It's not called warlock hunt. <laughs> um, that would be funny. <laughs> so frustrating that he feels the need to uh, put his foot in his mouth mm -hmm. all over these things. Like, does he, I don't know. I just don't understand what he thinks he's going to gain. Is he just like going to sleep better at night if he defends sexual Hmm. abusers or does he just feel like it's gone too far and he has to say something or I don't know I don't like Matt Damon had gotten into a lot of trouble for doing the same thing and it's yeah. it, not that you can't voice your opinion and I know that we've talked a lot about how it's kind of frustrating sometimes especially lately in the political climate when stars don't voice their opinion about some shitty stuff that's going on mm -hmm. and like even though they're you know they don't have to do it you still feel a little bit like yeah. When all this shit's going down in the world, they have a platform, they should use it. But if I but, can provide some advice to these men, when these people look at you, just do what I do. Time's up. <laughs> Makes the people happy. Gets them going. Oh, man. But yeah, it was frustrating that at the Golden Globes, like, literally not a single male. They all, like, wore black and had their little pins on, mm -hmm. but any of the winners, like, didn't say anything oh, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, we gotta give a quick Golden Globes recap. That was my recap. Um, so the only reason to watch was Oprah, it turned out to be. Yes. That speech was... Like, separate from the content, which I am 100% behind, I think, like, the way she delivered it, and I had to stop in the middle and say, she is, like, reading this, right? Which clearly she had to have been. I don't know. Oh, definitely. Okay. But still, like, never in a million years could I... Even talk that long without <laughs> falling asleep. Or stuttering or losing your voice yeah. or getting a sip of water yeah. or something. Yeah. My God. Rousing, as they say. Oh, rousing. No. Oh, that's different. That was a horrible joke. Um, oh. James Franco also annoyed me the most. I know he has his own drama this week. But he's he's made all this 
all this noise about this movie thanks to this weirdo Tiny guy. Wise and Hunter. Yeah. So he brings him to the show with him. He wins the award, which I'm... I'll talk about that in a minute. I told you he was going to win. You didn't believe me. And then he waves him. I also told him, you Trump was going to win. You didn't believe waves me. him up on stage. And then the guy leans in to say who knows what. And he... Bah! Karate <laughs> chops him to the throat. And then proceeds to read his and speech. And says, no, man, no. Yeah. And then proceeds to read his entire speech off his phone. Which was the most offensive thing to me, actually. Yeah. But I stayed up that night wondering... What the hell does best actor even mean? Does it just mean the person who, like, put themselves in the most outrageous Seems like it. point of view? And did it somewhat convincingly? Seems I don't like even it. know. How would you even vote for that? I don't know. I know when I see bad acting, I struggle sometimes to see good acting, though. Yeah. Well, but that's the point. Yeah. If it's good acting, you, you shouldn't notice. see the actor. You should just see the character. Well, based on the little snippets of this movie, he's acting... Yeah, I can't even watch the snippets of this movie. Yeah. Can't get through it. Okay. Um, do you want to do one of your bad news or do you want me to jump to the worst news sure. of all? Um, I was going to ask for your reaction about the mayor being chopped. Meh, indifferent. Is Leah Michelle going to be okay? Is she going to bounce I back? I hope so. I hope so. I I thought it was like a fun little show to watch, yeah. but they definitely got too episodic. Instead of yeah. Monster of the Week, it was like... City crisis, City of, the crisis week. of the week. City crisis of the week. And it just seemed like it literally, like they had this on the whiteboard in the writer's room. It yep. was like, funny thing from best friends, emotional thing from mom, mm-hmm. crisis of the week, white dude says something shitty. Yeah. Leah Michelle jumps in to save it. Yeah. Courtney Rose has a brilliant idea, runs away, end credits, showing the brilliant idea, everything's perfect again. You could write for TV. I could write for TV. Yeah. But every episode was like that. Yeah. And, like, they started to get a little bit more diverse in their storylines of how yeah. they solved them, but it still was very episodic. And it just didn't really feel like it was leading towards very much for me. No. Like, what's the reason to watch for the next episode? There's no cliffhangers. There's no, no. There's no like, you know, big crisis looming. Mm-mm. There's it, no big arc. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll see it on Netflix in about three years. Maybe. So, a continuation. Maybe. Okay, hit me with a real bad news that you're grimacing about. Um, we had something horrible happen on our Twitter. <laughs> you were devastated. I'm still upset about it. You get it. so excited about retweets and responses, but not this time. No, and I know that I get very insulated on my own Twitter because you just kind of follow and retweet people that believe the same things that you do are close to and then yeah, that's a big... You end up in your bubble. You end up in your bubble mm. and I know that's a big problem with social media but sometimes it also saves you from literal Nazis. Um, I had tweeted... Well, oh, figure, figurative Nazis from what we know. Neo-Nazis. Yeah. Um, I had tweeted a link about um, Star Trek. I think we talked about in a previous episode that Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. is slated to do a potential next Star Trek movie. Yeah, I think you did mention that. Um, so I had tweeted a link to a story about it, and it got a little bit of attention, like a couple retweets, a things bit like buzz. that. And then next time I looked, it had a reply from someone with like a Pepe the Frog, yeah. whatever, right. face, and oh. I was like, uh-oh. Mm. And the reply was just like, 
he's a real fan, he'll do great or something like that. Yeah. But then I clicked on this guy's Twitter and all the way through it was just horrible racist sexist stuff on his Twitter and his Twitter bio his Twitter bio was just like Maja make America great again or whatever and just like a thousand things like that like the whole Twitter Twitter bio said I don't even want to read it out but yeah that's why you can mute people that's why you don't even have to be on Twitter well I just went and deleted the tweet that I had like, he had retweeted it to his profile. Like, people looking at his profile... Now thinks you are one saw, of his compadres. Well, if they listened to two seconds of any of our mm. podcasts, they would not think that. Because <laughs> every single podcast, it seems, I go on some sort of rant about something. So, mm. I don't, I do not think it's in their interests. But yeah. it just made me sick to think that within all of these, like, sexist, racist, awful tweets on his timeline was, like, our little, little picture and, and name. Yeah. Scary world out there. So... I had to delete the tweet, and I don't know how to get rid of his reply to me either, but... It's okay. It's pretty upsetting. You're going to be all right? I think so. We got some positive good mm-hmm. retweets on a Book Digits tweet, so True. I guess that balances it out a little bit. Yeah, and we're still waiting for our first fan mail question to come in. We're all ready to do a new segment for <laughs> it. We are. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Should I do my book digits ad now? Yeah, go for it. Or do you have more newses? Oh, I got got a couple. Oh, go for it. Well, I have a follow-up from last week. Okay. Digital, digital, get down, in sync connection. Yes. JT. I still haven't listened to his new single. Okay. But apparently there was like a album announcement video that went with it, and it was just like mocked unanimously around the internet. So Yikes. I haven't seen it yet. But BuzzFeed had this really good article, I thought, so I'll have you post it. And don't let any neo-Nazis respond to it. But um, it's just kind of ridiculous because I guess Timberlake's whole stance right now is that he's going back to his roots. And bleached, by doing bleached that, hair roots? No, he is going to Montana. Did you get my pun? Yeah. He's going to Montana. Is he from Which, there? No. Is this he like, is from Tennessee. Is this like... um John Mayer. No. Well, that's the connection in the story. Is this like Facebook guy like going to like meet Zuckerberg? real families a little in bit. like Kentucky and like have dinner with them to yeah. like pretend he likes the lower class That people? I think was even a little more genuine than this because apparently JT owns like a $3 million ranch with a bunch of other millionaire uh, celebrities in Montana, but he's now come out as being like he's like a man of the wilderness now. Yeah. So you should read this whole article. It's about how um, also John Mayer went out to the woods to, like, basically let all of his drama die down. You know who else did? Who? Andrew McMahon in the wilderness. He literally went to the wilderness, yeah. 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 So that's the thing, apparently. People, and and the article's all about how, like, why is that still, like, the macho thing to, like, go out west? Yeah, and chop wood. Go west, young man. Go west. So you can read that. And then... My last one, another quick follow-up from last week. Did you hear what company is going to launch its own cryptocurrency now? Um, Kodak. The genius bankrupt film. company that could not see digital cameras even coming. And, and thought, when they saw it, they thought, that's just a fad. <laughs> a fad. making film. Yeah, Polaroid, Polaroid's probably on the right track, but we're still ahead of them. Polaroids are like a thing now, though. Yeah. They're like a retro Kodak thing. Kodak is not a thing. No. So, yes, they're going to launch their own cryptocurrency, 
less about financial worth and more about using it to like control digital rights, which makes a tiny bit more sense. Is it going to be stored in those little film canisters? Is that how you know that how would many be you have? Um. So yes, I'm still I'm still not buying the cryptocurrencies and South Korea as an entire nation said they may outlaw the ability to buy and sell it, which then sent the entire market tanking. So it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. A little too volatile. Yeah. All right. So who do we have for a sponsor this week? Black Apron's back? No. Oh. Um, our new cookbook. Yeah. To be our sponsor. We'll take it. Sure. Um, book digits. Yeah. B-O-O-K-D-I-G-I-T-S dot com. It is a perfect time to join because all achievements for everybody, no yeah. matter how long you've been a user on the site, reset at the beginning of the year. Goals are reset. So goals are reset. Your achievements are reset. So it's perfect time to import your to-read list from what other bad read site you use. Yep. You um, bring it over a couple clicks. And all those new book lists that have been coming out, books to look for in 2018. Yep. Start that to-read list up. Keep track of all of them. Yep. And start a book goal for this year. Do it. So we never talked about my prize for my reward. What? For our bet. Yeah, you, you, we said you could pick our next TV show. Yeah. You picked Handmaid's Tale, so bet's no, over. No, I didn't. Bet is over. No, no, no. Okay. That did not count. Am I going to have to watch Scam is the face you're making? Um, possibly. Mm. I, but you're, I was thinking more maybe My Mad Fat Diary, which okay. I think you'd like a little better, and it's more accessible because it's on Hulu. Mm -hmm. Or I really want to go back to the 100, but I'm not sure we can find that. Yeah, we'll have to wait till we spin up Netflix again, I think. Okay. So, okay. are we going to start with our book for this week? No, I was going to do the opposite. You're all amped up for the book? No, we can do the movie. Can you flip? Sure. This is a team, this is a team effort. But you never plan anything. You never even have notes. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Mary, Mary, I think we should do the book first. The movie. Oh yeah, sorry. I'm <laughs> you can't even know what you're talking about. So, the movie we're going to be talking about this week is Coco. Dimple, no dimple. Dimple, no dimple. Uh, yes, the boy was very, very charming. That yeah. was probably my favorite thing about the movie, was the little yes. boy, the main character. Pixar's Voyage to Mexico. Yes, so... A Halloween movie out in November. Said all the white people at the, yes. at the Golden Globes. Um, so I guess I'll give a little bit of a summary, if anyone kind of doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah. Um... So it's about the Dia de los Muertos, or the Day of the Dead, yeah. in Mexico, which is a holiday where uh, people remember their... Remember me. Uh, yeah, I, I asked for that. Uh, remember their loved ones who have passed ancestors, on. Ancestors, yeah. Their ancestors who have passed on. Um, and it's, it's not meant to be a sad day. It's meant to be more of a celebration yeah. um, of your family and where you've come from. And um, So is that, that's what they do on Halloween? So they don't they don't have trick or treating or other traditions like that. I mean that. they do so there's a lot of like there's sugar skulls and like a lot of like candies and uh -huh. cakes and stuff that yeah. are traditional. And part of it is that like you bring food to the graves of your loved ones to like right. have a meal with them. Yeah. Um so they have a ton of people like dress up, they have giant parade and um it's meant to be a very happy like celebration festival of life. Festival kind of festival thing. kind of thing. But it's yeah. also meant to be respectful to your your ancestors and, and a, t a day to visit them and remember the dead. Right. So 
Um, it's not meant to be creepy. It's meant to be like kind of a nice family thing. Yeah. Um, of course, this is all coming from a white person. So if I got any of that wrong, I'm sorry. Yeah. But um, so the point of the movie is this little boy who has always heard the story of his uh, great 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 grandfather who yeah, left the family up. left the family to go pursue music, and he's kind of been blackballed by the family. Is they don't even have they like cut his head off the picture on the family shrine, which is how they remember the the ancestors every year. And they pivot um, to shoes. They only care about shoes. Yes, they only care about shoes. So even though this little boy loves music and is very talented at music, he's not allowed to pursue it at all. So he still kind of tries to pursue it and keeps getting in trouble by his family. And he figures out by some clues in his family that he is positive that his favorite singer, Eduardo de la Cruz, is Eduardo? Something de la Cruz. Ernesto, Ernesto de la Cruz. Ernesto. Ernesto de la Cruz yep. was his great-great-great-grandfather. Yep. So he steals his guitar from his shrine, his like shrine, his yep. tomb, in order to go play at this festival. And then ends up in the world of the dead oh, because he Miguel. stole from the spirits. Oh, Miguel. Um, so he ends up in the world of the dead and needs to figure out how to get back across to the world of the living before it's too late and he's stuck in the world of the dead forever. Yep. So, um, my first thoughts, like I said, are that little boy is absolutely adorable. Like, it's worth watching just for his cute little face and his voice. Yeah. And the scenery is just drop-dead gorgeous. Like, the backgrounds and the colors and the design. You thought so? You didn't think so? Well, I saw lots of, like, short videos about the creators of it, like, telling me how gorgeous it was. And so I was like, ah, yes, but it didn't like really sparkle. Okay, over to me the top it did. To me. to me, when you got into the spirit world and it yeah. opened up into that big town, I like literally gasped. Yeah. Like all you you didn't feel that. No, it was a nice visual. Okay, it was nice. I liked the visuals a lot. Yeah. Um. That being said, I also. Mm-hmm. So I I just mentioned that the creators were kind of bragging or mentioning that it took them six years to make the Golden Globes. Yeah. And I felt like the plot felt like that. Yeah. Like, I felt like it seemed a little bit overworked. Like, they tried too hard to get make sure every corner, like, overanalyzed and made sure, like, there was every hint in the right spot, the right time, to the point that it felt, like, a little bit heavy-handed to me. Yeah. Like, I know that it's a children's movie, but that doesn't mean that I can't be, like, surprised by a plot point. Mm -hmm. Like, I was thinking of this earlier. I was like... Monsters, Inc. or Zootopia or some of those movies, like, the end had twists that I, like, wasn't really positive what was going to happen. Yeah. So, like, even for a kid's movie, it can still, like, surprise you a little bit. This movie, I felt like, you know, five to ten minutes before the reveal, I, like, leaned over to it and I was like, this is going to happen. Because it was the second time that I had seen it. And, yeah, you were pretty much right on on point. But for all of them. Yeah. Like... I understand, like, me being with a guest, a twist here or there, especially with a kid's movie who it needs to be, like, at least slightly obvious to some of the kids even. Yeah. But this one I, I felt like, you know, all eight pl- different plot twists. Yeah. I leaned over and said, this is what's going to happen, isn't it? And then it happened. Yeah. And that frustrates me a little bit. Yeah. And I know that that happens sometimes. Like, they have to leave clues. And, like, with TV shows and stuff, I do it, too. Like, it's not, this is the only thing that's ever felt predictable to me. But for this movie that was supposed to be something, you know, brand new and, um, they spent a lot of time on it. It's this great new film. I just felt like it was a little bit predictable for me. Mm -hmm. I can agree with that. Um, and my other biggest complaint 
Is that the soundtrack? Yeah. Why? I would have paid money so for the soundtrack. Saw it at the grocery store uh, counter, the, the soundtrack, and you flipped it over. Four of the ten yeah. songs that weren't like the score, like the actual songs, right. were Remember Me. Different versions of it. Yeah. So I... And like the other songs were cute, but they're two minutes. Yeah. Like I was frustrated because when you're watching them, for a movie that's like all about music. Yeah. It didn't actually seem to have very many good songs. And the songs that were there, they were cute. And when you're watching the movie, you laugh right. and you, you like enjoy it. But then afterwards, I was trying to think of any songs that I could really remember. Yeah, it's strange because it's not really like a musical. It's not like Frozen quite in that and vein. And I'm fine with that. Like every time they sang, it was because he was in a singing competition or yeah. was singing a song for his family or something. Right. But I just expected, like, come on, make that shit marketable. This is from Pixar. Yeah. Like, know your audience. The I would have paid for that. The repetitiveness of the music reminded me of Wally, -E, where he only has that one video clip of a yes, musical. and they just hit you over the head with Again it. and again and yeah. again and again. It's like, yes, we understand the chorus now. Got it. Yeah, by the time you got to the uh, spoilers here, by the time you got to the punchline at the end of the Remember Me yeah. song, being what, what sad helps him helps her remember. I was like, we've already had this thing four times in this movie. Yeah, like I'm over it. I still cried at the last. I cried. Last no, no, one, no. Though. Like I cried as well. Grandma Coco, Grandma Coco. Like I cried as well. I'm not saying that. It, I'm not saying that it didn't have any emotional punch, but I think it lessened yeah. the punch a little bit because half of me, half of me was like, oh, this is so sad. Yay, that whatever. Like, a quarter of me was like, I knew this was going to happen. And the other quarter was yeah. like, this song again? Yeah, Pixar definitely, like, has has its own tropes now. Like, I thought the goofy sidekick dog was the one I could have done without in this one. It's yeah. like, okay, yes, this is the chicken of Moana. That's or Disney, the honey. Disney Pixar is the same thing. Okay. But you know what I mean. Yeah. And yeah, Wally had that same song over and over and every emotional yeah. moment had that in the background and this yeah. felt a little bit like that. Like I, I kind of want to see this movie like three years ago. Like I yeah. want to see like what their original mm. draft of was it? And like yeah. it was it smoother and did it flow it used to be better? like 20 minutes shorter too. It was like an hour and 45 minutes or something. Just a little too long. And like the twists are fine and mm. like the plot is fine, but I just feel like it was, yeah, a little bit too, um, yeah. too too perfect, if that makes sense. Yeah, the other thing that kind of irked me for no apparent reason is the way that... I mean, most of the main characters of the movie were skeletons. Yeah. And so I didn't love... I didn't love that visual, I guess. And constantly, in every single scene, the skeletons were falling apart and putting themselves back together again. Which the first, like, five times, it's like, oh, look at how it did that. But that's another area where it repeats, repeats, and repeats. Yes, they just use the same animation every time. And part of the it. issue was, as we've mentioned before, it, right before this movie was the screening of the Frozen short movie, where Olaf gets all his jokes out of falling apart, getting impaled, and putting himself back together. Yeah. And it was like, okay, clearly Disney Pixar has one guy who majored in physics and figures out how these bones would b bounce back up yeah. with inertia. And, like, it's funny that you mentioned that because whoever thought to pair those two things together, yeah. like, they must have just been trying to pander to the white audiences because this movie was definitely not quite the tone of a normal yeah. uh, aimed at white people kids movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that is a negative thing at all because there are definitely too, too much representation of white characters and not enough you of diverse need, characters. But you do need, like, one semester of Spanish in order to, like, fully enjoy this movie. 
Like, there's a decent amount. It's not all Spanglish. Like, a lot of it is legit Spanish. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. I don't want it to sound like I'm not fine with that. Mm. But, like, the Olaf pairing with this, like, the, the meanings of both of those were just totally opposite. Yeah. The Olaf meaning was, oh, well, our parents are dead. We'll make our own traditions. Yeah. And the whole meaning of Coco was, like, the most important thing is family and remembering yeah. your family. And if, if your family doesn't remember you, your spirit will literally disintegrate and you'll die for the second time. <laughs> like, yeah. really somber and sad. And, yeah. like, the saddest part of the movie was that old man on the guitar that just disappeared. Because yeah. nobody remembered him anymore. Yeah. So... If only he had a ferryman to take him from one oh, land to the next. Oh, boy. Um... So, was it really cute? Yes. Was yeah. it one that I, like, want to have on DVD to show our future children? Yeah, meh. Stream it once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't... I heard someone say that it's, like, been the number one movie, like, of in Mexico of, like, all time or something. But I haven't... It certainly, I don't think, has started, like, a craze, like, Frozen or some no. other ones. And I should um, say, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Mexican-Americans, Latino-Americans mm -hmm. can have their can have their movie yeah i'm 100 percent fine that not every movie needs to be for all the little white kids that know all the words to frozen yeah um but that wasn't what i didn't like about the movie i am primed to like mm -hmm. latin american and hispanic culture kind of things and this still felt just like a little bit flat for me compared to my expectations i think <sighs> was aristocats a prequel to ratatouille I've never you, seen Ratatouille. You haven't? No. We need to watch that one sometime, too. Yeah. I've heard it's good. Okay. It's about cooking. You'd like it. Yeah. Okay. And okay. it's also about a rat in Paris. Maybe it That's was. That's what I'm connecting. Maybe it was. Okay, okay. So hopefully I don't get too much hate mail from not loving Coco. I think it's fine. Um, Our next... If you didn't like my take on that, you will not like our take on our book oh, for this week. Oh, my God. Week. You're going to be a bully here. I don't know if I remember enough of it to be the, a true bully. That's honestly, fine. I can but... help to fill you in. All right, We're so you need to do the about... summary for this book. Wait, the children do love, love the books. books. Some of the children do. Um, we're talking about the brief, wondrous life of Oscar. Wow, W A O. By Juno. I believe it's just Juno Diaz. Juno Diaz. Um. So is I was he Mexican? He is Dominican. That's the whole point. This Shit. book is about the Dominican I obviously Republic. don't remember yeah. that much about this book other yeah. than I hated it. So the book is a generational story, I think is the easiest way to describe <sighs> Which it. Which every time I pick up a book in a bookstore in the back says this is a generational spanning tale, I okay. like, don't want to read it. You ready for this? Yeah, go for it. So I was reading up, up about it a little bit today and Lev Grossman, mm -hmm. aka Magicians, Magicians, reviews a lot of books in the New York Times and other places. And so someone mentioned that his review of this book said, this is the immigrant book for people who hate reading immigrant books. I still hated this book. Family sagas. Uh, it has nothing to do with immigrants. It's yeah. family sagas yeah, that yes. I am right. skeptical of. Uh, so this is circa 2007 this book comes out. His official debut novel, although he was already kind of like an acclaimed uh, fictionist before that. Short, was that a short stories? Yeah, he had, a, okay. he had short stories in The New Yorker and places. So Oscar Wow is actually like one of the lesser important characters in the book. Yeah. So he's the youngest generation. He is a fat Dominican boy. Useless, uninteresting. Yeah. Love sci-fi. Horrible, boring character. And he now lives in Patterson, New Jersey. Sure. Uh, but he'll occasionally travel to the Dominican to see his relatives down there. 
Um, so he has a sister. He has a complicated... They both have complicated relationships with their mother. Uh, and then at different points of the book, the story jumps to the mother's point of view and her past, and then even the generation above them as well. I was fine with those parts. Yeah, the parts about the grandmother, I think, are probably the best, actually. Yeah. I just... Why was it called The Brief Wonders Life of Oscar Wilde? Did he get that title stuck in his head and then I think couldn't so. change it? Because the least interesting, compelling character that I wished like did not exist was the titular character. Yeah, I was on board with you. And then in the last section, he's mostly a whiny, creepy stalker, but he wins me over just enough in the last section. Says he's, the dude. He's obsessed with his virginity and getting laid. Which feels like I haven't, like, heard that as a trope in, like, a decade. Like, that went out of fashion of, like, oh, man. Except for that Aubrey Plaza I'm movie. never gonna get laid. Yeah, that's true. That one was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the plot, the plots of the different sections of this book are not what makes it amazing. It's What makes it amazing? Style, I clearly missed it. It's the style and the voice and the interweaving of the historical bits. I knew nothing about Dominican Republic... Republic's history going into it. El Jefe, the chief, the can, dictator. Can I compare this for a second yeah. to Tale for a Time Being, which we talked about recently? Yeah. I would say that is uh, similar in terms of introducing me in depth to a different culture that I yeah. wasn't aware of and didn't have a particular interest in. Yeah. Except I loved that book and I really. Yeah, that did book not... is gent- a gentle introduction. This one is a. Wah! Yes, yeah. and I really did not care for the Dominican history of this. Huh. It, you love Spanglish. It's filled with Spanish slang and stuff. I liked the Spanish slang, and I liked the writing style. Yeah. Like, if I could take his writing style and have a plot and characters that I actually liked, then mm-hmm. sure. But I just... Yeah, I thought the... It's not that the asides weren't interesting. Yeah. Like, they definitely taught me things, and they were interesting, but I... They did not work for me in the context of this story at right. all. Right. The connection is supposed to be that, besides his virginity, Oscar is obsessed with his family being cursed. And so he thinks that that curse goes all the way back to generations ago uh, in the Dominican Republic. I was just fascinated by the history of it because I kept thinking, this is a tiny little half island. It's not even a full island, correct? And how do they have such... Such a history with so much crisis and White so much. People. Some of it, yeah. <laughs> Colonialism. But was, yeah. was hurting his own people. Yeah. And distrustful of his own people. It's like, I just think if you put humans in a small area, I understand America having issues. You've, trying... never, you've never read Lord of the Flies. No. I understand America having issues, a lot of issues, because you're trying to connect people like. Who fought a war against each other. Miles and miles, yeah, miles and miles away. But a small little place, people can't get along. It's fascinating. Fascinating or sad? Can I remind you about the other bit that you probably hated? The footnotes? Um, Every five pages, there is a half-page footnote in the vein of David Foster Wallace. I don't remember it bothering me that much. I really hate it. It bothers me. If I read it on Kindle, because it's fucking impossible to do. You gotta tap on it the right way. Or you have a click button. I have a click button. Yeah. And then to get back to where you were, it's like six clicks. It's yeah. It's awful. See, this book, I guess it's my preference where the footnotes are actually at the bottom of the page, not at the back of the book. Yeah. 
But still, I just, I don't see how authors think that's a good reading experience where you literally sometimes in the middle of a sentence. But it's so unique. Expect, are you supposed to jump to the footnote right when you I see it? I never know. After the sentence, after the paragraph? I don't usually, but then sometimes I don't forget to go, I forget to go back to it. My biggest thing is that I'll get to the bottom of the page and I'll see there were three footnotes. I go, I didn't see any little numbers on the whole page. And yeah. I have to go back up and peer for the little tiny numbers. Yeah. I, I also, sorry, getting back to what you said earlier. I also yeah. really hated his sci-fi obsession. Yeah, that's the other weakest point for me. That was the, so the Dominican just history. An occasional Hobbit reference. I would have like just like pages. rather read like the Wikipedia entry for the Dominican history. Yeah. And like left it out of the book entirely. Okay. So it was interesting on its own, but I just did not think it. I think you flowed. need to read it first before reading the book. But anyways. Sure, do it that way. Yeah. Have before you read the book. This is like the uh, what do you call it? Preface or I was gonna say prelude, and that's definitely not the right word. Okay. Prologue. Yeah. Like, this is a prologue. Or, like, I don't know. He, like, yeah. for your reference, read like this. In instead a, of, like, in instead a play of a map. where you, like, set the stage of the Yeah, setting the scene. Before, I'd rather yeah. have it be, like, to set the scene, yeah. here's a brief, stage a brief history of the, the Dominican Republic. A brief history. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm mm. just trying to go with it. Yeah. Like, instead of a map in the beginning of it, yeah. like, give me, a, like, the, you know, history, spark notes history Quick lesson. and dirty. And then get on with the book. I did not like the way that the history was interspersed. But yeah, yeah second to that, the sci-fi yeah. random references and asides. And this is coming from someone who loves the good Lord of the Rings reference and like yeah. understood a decent yeah, amount of references. I thought you would actually have enjoyed that bit. Nope. Super annoying. Huh. Super irritating. It just made me hate him even more. Yeah. And I still feel like no author can write a literary novel without at least having one of the characters being a budding, aspiring writer. In this case, Oscar is obsessed with his own writing and thinks that he's going to write a great sci-fi epic, and at the end he has lost pages, and oh gosh. And it's like, obviously you, as the author, have spent your whole life thinking about writing, wanting to be writing, but that's not everyone else's My frame of reference. My biggest question that I couldn't figure out was, was I supposed to hate him? I don't think I was. Like, it would be mm -hmm. one thing if you were supposed to hate him. If he was yeah. this little shit... That was like the last line, the last of his line in his family, and everyone just thought he was the worst. Yeah. Like if it was kind of framed as that, I think it would have been more tolerable to me because I would have been like, "You're right, he is the worst." Yeah. But like the way the title plays, is the title meant to be like brief and wondrous life because he's terrible? I think it's meant to be genuine. It's a little bit of both. And I didn't really understand or agree with where the line fell on that. Yeah. Because I thought he was like ninety nine percent irritating fuckboy. Right. And the author thinks it's more closer 50 to 50-50. Yeah. So maybe this is another Ferriman's Institute case where, like, the, he, the author is, like, the author's inner self is Oscar Wilde. And yeah. he wants people to, like, validate that. Yeah, I what know. I was reading was that, I guess he uses the same narrator who ends up being the sister's ex-boyfriend and Oscar's roommate for a while, who narrates most of the book. Apparently, Juno Diaz uses that same narrator in a few of his other stories. And that's the guy he models himself after. But as I'm reading it, it feels more and more like this is clearly inspired by his own personality and, and things. Yeah. And once again, I'm all for representation of yeah. other countries and for more people le like learning history of other countries and walking a mile in someone else's shoes, so to speak. But this book just... Or their oversized trousers, as Mr. Feeney would say. Sure. <laughs> 
Um, I did not give it an F. I gave it a C, a C plus. Yeah. Because the writing was very beautiful and it was very unique. It wasn't like anything else I'd ever yeah, read for sure. Else, yeah. But I just could not get over how much the main character really sincerely irked me. Okay. And I don't know if that's from like a female point of view because he was just like super awkward about like chasing down females and kind of being yeah, a stalker. And it if, was unsettling. If that kind of tinged it poorly for me. That's fair. Whereas for maybe uh, for other the only people who have recommended to me have been have been dudes have been fail have males yeah. fails huh fails. <laughs> have been males um so maybe it's something that doesn't quite strike you the same way it strikes it might a, be a girl mm-hmm. i don't know but he just i couldn't like the good things of the book were overshadowed for me by how much i hated him well, thank you for recommending that I read it. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. And I'm glad I could recommend. I kind of recommended it to you. You gave it a full A. Yeah. Oh, I kind of recommended it to you knowing that you would like it more than I did. Yeah. But I still was hoping you would not love it because you loved at it. At certain points, I was like, yeah, it's good, not great. And then at the end, I said, yeah, it was great. So you made an emotional rating. What do you mean? Usually you're yelling at me for like kind of relying on my emotions to sway a rating. Yeah. Higher than maybe once it should. in a while I give in. Yeah, this book. The only reason it didn't have a lower grade for me is because the writing was gorgeous, and yeah. I am a sucker for some good Spanish slang. Yep. But yeah, the character is not so much, and I definitely will not be reading. Despite like the gorgeous writing, I will not be reading more of Juno Diaz's work because if that's what character he thinks is wondrous, then he's yeah. not for me. Okay, that was a gripping debate. We haven't had a, that many of those about books recently, really. Because yeah. it's true. been more like we both hated it or we myself. both liked it. <laughs> Don't say it like that. All right. I've got some upcoming stuff. I only have two. Oh, I got three. <laughs> do you want to start or do you want me to start? Let's alternate. You go yours first. So the ele- this electric... Electric Dreams show yes, is coming out. Yes, I keep getting soon. alerts about Still it. have absolutely no idea how it's going to work or what it's going are to do. Are you, like, into it, though? Or, like, you excited to see how they do it? Or are you, like, real concerned? <sighs> I'm a little bit conflicted, actually. Okay. Because my understanding, my my bad understanding of it is that it's going to pull from different bits of Philip K. Dick's work. Mm-hmm. And one of my goals this year was to read more of some of my favorite authors and so i was going to dive into more of his stuff because i've only read two of his books yeah i need so to get back to some know... kurt vonnegut that's my version yeah. of that yeah so i don't know if i really want to watch it quite yet mm. you don't want to spoil you yeah is it all going to be out at once or is it episodic? i assume so <laughs> okay because people see no value in stretching things out i this really pisses me off Go. people talked about stranger things for like three weeks. Yeah. Like if people talked about Lost for six months at a time. Yeah. Why don't people see any value in that? I just find it really overwhelming when the whole season comes out at once. Like I would rather have it be episode by episode so I like have a week to watch one episode yeah. and not feel like I'm behind. Like I immediately, to- like a couple hours after it's out, feel like I'm behind. Yes. And I don't like that feeling. Because I'm not a big binge watcher either. So, like, I'm not... People are like, oh, I watched the whole thing yesterday. And, like, that's not my style. And everyone keeps saying, oh, Amazon and Netflix are waiting to get their big Game of Thrones. And it's like, you know, partially why Game of Thrones has become the a cultural hype. thing? It's because people wait for it on Sunday nights. Because the next and one's not until 2019. So people have so much to speculate on. Yeah. 
I just don't get it. Like, okay, Arrested Development, people had waited years, and it was over, and it was like, okay, go watch all the episodes in one run. But the rest of these shows, spread it out. Keep the conversation going. Yeah. Ugh. You tell him, honey. Gosh. Your turn? I guess so. <laughs> I don't know how I can follow that. Um, we saw that show coming up, AP Bio. Yes, with Glenn Howerton. I don't know who that is. Taking a break from Sunny. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm into it. I took AP Bio. Okay, I'm sure that's the demographic they're going for. I don't think it is, <laughs> but I think it will be funny. Okay. And if if the mayor's gone, we might need another like short comedy to pop in there and okay. see how it goes. And you like Always Sunny mostly. Mostly. Um, yeah. Um, so I watched the trailer first and then I caught you watching it. What's your take on Silicon Valley season five? Not great. Mostly because I saw Thomas Middleditch again. And like last time when we were watching last season, it was kind of like building my hatred for him. Yeah. And now I've seen him on so many Verizon commercials that I literally yelled at TV, get off my fucking screen, Thomas Middleditch. She literally does. Yesterday was. I actually do. I'll fucking go to you, Verizon, again. I'll come back and be your customer if you just tell me you're going to fire that asshole. I agree with that. I stand by that statement. If you're listening, Verizon, I will literally switch my contract back to you. Not a sponsor of this show. If you fucking fire him. I hate his face. And it's just odd now, because, yeah, even in that little trailer, it was like, is he, like, playing a parody of his Verizon character now? It's not a character, it's him. Anyways, that that show, I mean, there were a few good laughs in the trailer, but... I didn't laugh. I, you can't, I couldn't even tell you how the season ended in terms of the technology and Smart stuff. Fridge. I just know that Erluck, Erluck is gone, Smart and fridge. so it's going to be a lot less fun. Yeah, he was the, he was, like, the big, ridiculous like yeah uh laugh bringer yeah like all the times that you like burst out laughing it was because of him being ridiculous so i don't know how they're gonna it's not gonna balance right now kumal is like big and doing his own stuff yeah was this film before or after that or in the middle of it all yeah probably in the middle yeah i don't know i feel like it was more fun when it was like just kind of a cute little show that nobody knew any of the guys but now that i'm sick of Middleditch's face and mm-hmm. Kumal is like famous now. And yeah, I don't it's know. it's had it's lost a lot of its charm. Yeah. Okay. You have um, another one. Fake Glee. Saw another trailer for it. Yeah. Called Rise. Right. It's coming out in March. Different than Smash or whatever the other one was that yes. time. Okay. Um, Lin Manuel Miranda supposedly wrote something for the first episode, okay. and like Al- Ali'i Carvalho is um Moana, isn't it? Oh, okay. Moana's voice. Yeah. So, I mean, you should know by now that I was a big Glee fangirl for a long time. Yeah. Saw Darren Chris on late night talk shows this week. He did really well. He did great on Kimmel. He gave him about a minute and a half. He had like a funny, a couple of things to say and a funny anecdote. And, and you could kind of see it. his face when like Jimmy was bugging him to talk about Harry Potter musical and Darren was like... I have said this about 5,000 times in interviews, but yes, I was in a Harry Potter musical. Yeah, because he kind of like builds it up like, where, where did you get your start, Darren? Yeah. And Darren's like, well, I was in a musical about Harry Potter. And then yeah. the crowd cheers. and Yeah. yeah. But I think he did good well sport. with it. Yeah. Although, to be totally honest, when I first heard like he was in this new FX show, I was like, wow, good for him. And then it never dawned on me until Jimmy Kimmel right, said it, that it was... Maybe a little bit of nepotism there. Well, supposedly, so I was listening to him on the Lady Gang, which is like the one other podcast that I like. Yeah. And um, 
he said that he had talked with Ryan Murphy about it like ages ago because yeah. said I want to really play a serial killer. Give me a chance. Because Andrew Cunanan, yeah. the character he plays, is half Pinoy, half Filipino. Yeah. And Darren's half Filipino, half white. So he saw a connection there. So he basically told Ryan Murphy, like, if you can find another half Filipino actor within your social circle that mm-hmm. could play it as well as I could, yeah. like, basically, come on, I'm perfect for this part. Yeah. And I think it's good for Darren because it's more serious, like, acting. He had that movie with Kristen Wiig. It's it's big. <laughs> Like did it ever movie. come out? It did. I Straight saw to DVD? it. I saw it. No, it was in theaters. Okay. So back to fake Glee. Why do you call it fake Glee? I still don't understand. Because it's Glee, but it's not Glee. Like, Glee came first. Okay. Gotcha. Glee the sequel. This is what Glee wanted to be, because it's like a gritty kind of Glee. Serious, like, like yeah. it's like with like dark fil- filters kind yeah, of Glee. Yeah, it's very dark. Um, so it's meant... To, it's what Like, Glee was meant to originally be Rachel Berry having an affair with Will Schuster. Wow. That was Ryan Murphy's, like, original plan for the show. Yeah. And he was kind of convinced by his co-writers and stuff to make it, like, a little Goofy. bit more of a family. Yeah. Not that it didn't deal with serious topics. It sure. definitely did. But it was it was meant to be a little bit less um, nip-tuck. Which right. was his first big show. Yeah. Um, but this this show, Rise, with um, the guy from How I Met Your Mother. Uh-huh. He's, like, the teacher in it. Right. But it's just very weird because it's, like, the same exact roles and that's why I'm calling it fakely. There's like gotcha. the sports person and the coach doesn't want him to do it. Yeah. There's like the kind of random weird girl who like loves to sing. There's like the you know yeah. and the teacher has to like inspire all of them. Like yeah. it's, it seems like very Where were similar. these kids when we were growing up? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Your last, one? last thing I just had to mention, tailing off my Netflix rant, is that just a reminder, they don't actually always own all of the content of the shows that you stream, even the ones that claim to be Netflix originals. What I'm getting at is that BoJack Horseman, which I watched two seasons of and then gave up on because it yeah. just wasn't quite for me. Almost for me, but not quite. Yeah. It is owned by a different production company, and so they're going to go to, um, what's it called when a show goes you know, on TBS? Syndication? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And they're going to sell it to some cable channel. You so love gonna, TBS lately. So you're going to start seeing BoJack Horseman on cable. Honestly, I thought that was a Comedy Central Adult Swim show to begin with. So. Yeah, it's in the same in Dang. the same market, yeah. So yeah, this whole new platform is just... Too much for you? It's just all a ruse. Yeah, spoken mirrors. Yeah. Wizard of Oz. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break and come back for our fantasy baseball no, winter, baseball's winter over. update. Spring training is just a few months away. We'll see. It's getting warm out there. No, it's not. It was negative 10 today. Fair okay, night. so we've got some more good episodes coming down the pipeline. Oh, yeah. We're going to be ranting about Lady Bird soon. Yep, and about the book that you just the finished. The book I just read. Got lots of good stuff I have to see Spider-Man sometime. Yep, we might have one of our favorite guests back on the show. Yep, surprise guests. So, we've got some shit coming down the pipeline How many more you. Avenger movies do I have to go to? I love how they slipped that into Chris Hemsworth's mm, interview yesterday. Yeah. That he filmed, they filmed two In a row, Avenger they're getting movies. too old, you were right. I was right. Yeah. Did that you hear Ruffalo that? can't do the stunts... Did you, I was gonna say Downey this, can't do the stunts. I was gonna say this for next week, but did you well, hear that they're um, doing a potentially doing a Black Widow standalone film? Yeah, saw the but, headline, didn't click it. 
I'm going to get you a t-shirt so it says that. Yeah. But it's by, uh, they ha- have supposedly signed on a writer for it, and it's a female writer. Good. So that's the closest so far they've come to, like, making it official yeah. of doing a Black Widow standalone. Mm-hmm. Is that they've actually assigned a writer to it. So we'll see if that happens. But this, they already know that they're wrapping up this kind of chunk of... Era. This yeah. era, exactly, of the Avengers in Marvel, so... I mean, Thor only has one eye. He doesn't want to do two more many movies That's like that. That's true with an eye patch. Yeah. Surely, like, there's someone has magical medical technology that can make him like a robot eye. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor Strange love maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, when it comes to this podcast, I think it's time's, time's up. up. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh dear. Um, oh. Well, thanks for listening. Um, you can follow us at DD Get Down on Twitter, and I'll try and post a lot of these links from today. Yeah. And, um, Friendly people only can retweet, though. I mean, anyone, no trolls. Anyone can retweet, but uh, I might delete the tweets if I don't think you represent our brand very well, or if I think yep. you're an asshole. We have high standards. Yeah. Okay. I don't think not being a Nazi <laughs> is a very high standard. Maybe these days it is, but have a great week, everyone. Anyways, have a lovely week, and we will see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. You gotta get down when they get down. Well now, get down, get down, earth, get down, whoa, whoa, get down, earth, get down, whoa, whoa. Maybe we can talk our neighbors into doing the same thing. Get down, get down, get down, get down. Get down.